Welcome back to the Marine Corps Movie Minute, where we discuss the movies of the Marine Corps one minute at a time. Today, we are discussing Minute 50 of Heartbreak Ridge. And before I get into how the minute starts, uh, my name is Brian. I'm Jack. I'm Travis Bowe from Real Comic Heroes and Watchmen Minute. Welcome, Travis. Thanks for joining us. And Perry, of course, thanks for joining me as always. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, man. It's good having you. Yeah. So, let's get into the minute. The minute begins with another round of the Gunny and Stitch Jones back and forth. And it ends with Gunny discussing major powers with Staff Sergeant Webster. So, we pick up from last minute where Gunny was making a serious implication to Stitch Jones about where his Kevlar helmet might be. I I like the way he says, he doesn't say Kevlar, it's Kevlar. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and we've noticed a lot of weird pronunciations of just different words, like mm-hmm. Staff Sergeant Webster is, they're not building an elite, they're in, it's an E-Light. Yeah, E-Light. <laughs> wow. E-Light fighting force. Cellulite and Cellulite. <laughs> <laughs> Twin Towers on Cellulite. And we just noticed a little, some, some funny little hmm. ways of pronouncing things. Um <laughs> Yeah, so Stitch is saying that he's financially responsible for these, you know, for any of their equipment that's lost, which is 100% true. <laughs> yes. I like the fake, you know, offense that Stitch takes, like, to be yeah. to, this, to this implication. And it, it's funny because it's like this whole did he or didn't he pawn his helmet, it's not going to come back up. We're never going to really find out, I guess. But I like to assume that that's exactly what he did. And that's why at yeah. the end of last minute, his face is just. Just the look of fear. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bad things happen. <laughs> he gets that look a lot with Gunny whenever he sees him. It's like that this, as Perry said, like, uh-oh, dad's caught me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, nothing much gets by Gunny either, so everybody kind of knows that. So I guess they just, what, just like rolling the dice to see if, uh, if he catches it or not. But, you know, uh, he uh, seems to always catch it. Well, that's why I, I don't think it's even necessary that they go back to it. The way we've seen these guys so far, you know he probably did it. Yep. Gunny knows he did it, but he if you, if you notice, he gives him an out. He gives yeah. him to 1,900 hours. Yeah. I mean, they <laughs> typically the Marine Corps day ends at 1,700 hours, so he's giving him two hours to get out to town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Find a Kevlar. It doesn't even have to be his own Kevlar. Yeah. <laughs> and and get, get it back or else he's not going to have a head to wear it on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to think that he, that it's in some pawn shop and that's where, you know, maybe he bought his, his, maybe swapped it for a guitar or, or something yeah. for his, for his nighttime activities. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the value is on one of these helmets. I doubt it's equal to a guitar, but I'm sure it helped. They're not cheap, but I can't, I, I can't. I can't imagine they're like. I feel like I can. We have, I have a place called GI Joe Army Surplus right down the road, <laughs> and I feel like I could get one fairly inexpensive if I really wanted to. Well, shit! I walked out of. Uh, so my last day, I walked out with a Kevlar, some Deuce gear, um, a bunch of other stuff in my sea bag when I was when I got out of the Marine Corps. Kevlar set in my uh, garage until uh, till we moved back to Texas. <laughs> So I don't know that, but that was also a '96 to 2000. So I'm sure the 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 value. I don't even know where the hell I came up with that damn helmet. I, I don't know where it came from. Well, it's probably Stitch Jones's. It probably is. Yeah. <laughs> there's a 
There's a headless marine from uh, from the uh, 90s running around there looking for it. <laughs> Unless somebody wasn't crossing the T's and dotting the lowercase J's. <laughs> You know, I like I like I had a I, I actually found my receipt recently. I was going through a lot of my old junk, trying to get you know rid of it or at least organize it and get it out of the house. Basically, I found like receipts for supply when I turned in all my gear. Oh, really? Yeah. So unless somebody was not paying attention or somebody kind of didn't care, <laughs> yeah, you you were able to probably just you know, like I we had to turn all that stuff in, which again. They will dock your pay if you don't turn in your stuff. Oh, say what? Remember? Say what? Yes. Well, I still don't remember them. I just remember you mentioning. Yeah. Well, I think that's how I ended up with all that stuff because I remember going to supply. I think that was another case of, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Friends in supply or a gift. Fun times trying to check out when you're finally getting out of the Marine Corps is you have to go everywhere and get everybody to sign off on the fact that you are no longer receiving stuff or you've turned stuff in oh actually perry you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier today we in fact get confirmation that stitch jones is a corporal yeah so uh all this time we've been looking on their collar for the rank for the for the normal recon marines it's the it's the first time that uh you actually see rank on anybody else's any like non-leadership position you see on rank on their collar now he's the only one we see it on but we actually find out that that Jones is in fact a corporal. Hmm. Looking at some of the other ones, like well, Forgetti's got. I see you can see it on Forgetti right now. Yeah, I can't tell if he's a Lance or if he's a PFC. I imagine he's a Lance. He's a Lance. He he specifically said his name was Lance Corporal Forgetti. That's right. There was a a scene earlier when they were on the repelling tower, and a it was a Ponte and Stitch Jones, and they clearly did not have any rank on nope. their lapels. So we, we've been, but of course, Gunny did. And I think there was a, wasn't it? A, it was a Gunny who was, at, it was probably a real Marine who was getting them situated to repel. And you could tell that he had rank, but none of the recon yeah. Marines did. So, and, and I don't know if that was just an omission on uh, the uh, prop master's part, or if, if there was a reason why they wouldn't have rank. I, I just can't think of like the sleeves up and down thing, which has been a question. You know, like these guys, it's, it's so it's uniform. It's either all or none, right? So Gunny's got his sleeves up. The rest of his Marines don't. First platoon has their sleeves up. That's, that's, Power it's an oddity. Yeah. So, so that's the thing with like the Marines. It's like either all or up, all or hmm. none. I think there's sometimes where you have to unroll them. Like if you're going to like the gas chamber, or there's certain, certain things that you might unroll them for um, out of season. But yeah, I don't know why you would remove your rank pins from the repelling tower. Other than the fact that we didn't have rank pins when we went rebelling because we were still recruits. Yeah, I was wondering if it was a safety thing. I didn't bother to look that up. But yeah, you're right. That's a good point. When we did it in boot camp, there is no rank. <laughs> <laughs> so so maybe, maybe they always had to take it off. Who knows? Yeah. Well, we get uh, the payoff to Profile's antics in the background with, with his weapon in previous minutes. After Sitch Jones and Gunny have their little back and forth, Profile comes up and says, Gunny, my guns, my weapon's jammed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, 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 Tom Villard is great. He's always playing this character. He's always the doofus. And I have a couple thoughts about this whole thing. Well, first off, he definitely has, did not practice any of the safety no. stuff that they drill into your the, 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 the rifle range safety rules. They don't yeah. observe none of them. None. There's four basic rifle range safety rules. 
it's treat every weapon as if it were loaded. Yep. Keep your finger straight and off the trigger until you intend to fire. Yep. Never point your weapon at anything you don't intend to shoot. Or kill. Yep. Yeah, or kill. Or keep your weapon on safe until you intend to fire. Yep. If you do any of those things, you shouldn't profile should not have had <laughs> <laughs> this incident happen. Catastrophic failure of training. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, recon as we've seen so far, recon platoon is not the most proficient at anything at this point. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean that is so drilled into our heads. I've taught, you know, I, I've even mentioned that to my kid when he's just playing like with like Star Wars laser guns and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to this day, if I have any sort of like, like if you get a scanner, you go to Target and you're going to like do your wedding registry and they give you the <laughs> scanner, my finger stays off that trigger until I <laughs> use it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's probably way more expensive to do that than it is to shoot somebody. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, it's funny. It's just one of those things that have, have stuck with me that you keep your finger off the trigger. Yep. It's funny how you kind of mentioned that, that these guys aren't necessarily the most proficient group here in the first, you know, first two acts or first act for sure. And when I was watching it, this of, of any Clint Eastwood movie does not feel like a Clint Eastwood movie that I've seen, because this feels like you take the all the goofballs from from stripes you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. and you put i mean and and then clint eastwood is the sergeant hulka of that movie like and it's kind of his movie from 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 that perspective and apologies to compare a, an army movie to a marines movie uh, if no that... apologies i made that <laughs> i made that same comparison and i said this okay. is as close I said this, and I said that way early on i said this movie is as close to stripes as the marine corps will probably ever let get made yeah so it's kind of weird just just seeing Clint Eastwood kind of interacting with these you know bunch of dumbasses. Yeah, and knuckleheads. Yeah, you know this movie it's a war movie and it's based on real life events or or at least uh yeah yeah I mean inspired it's inspired by inspired yeah. by thank you because um it, clearly it's not what exactly happened <laughs> but I've I've also made the observation that these guys are almost like the bad news bears. <laughs> and that it's like they almost film this movie or shoot this movie in such a way that it is like those typical underdog sports movies like Mighty Ducks or something like that. Mm -hmm. Where like I knew you were going to say Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it. So does that make uh, Clint Eastwood Emilio? Emilio! <laughs> it really is kind of that same kind of movie because, I mean, if, you, if this movie would, I mean, obviously it, I don't know if you talk about the ending, but yeah, they are going to go to war. But if you would have told me that this movie ends with a football game between Recon and uh, Powers Group, like I wouldn't be surprised. Like it, yeah. it has that sort of we just want these this group of underdogs to get a win by the end of the movie, and that's that's what it's about. Yeah, yeah, and we we yeah, we, we we totally kind of jump around, and and you know that's funny because they almost do kind of have yeah. <laughs> a match yeah. with, with yeah. first platoon and then and then they go and prove themselves in battle mm. but yeah it, it is totally it's it's like an adult like masculine version of these kids sports movies <laughs> yeah <laughs> where the ragtag team gets you know out outdoes the jocks and you know these guys are the goofballs you know yeah i also did write down that this movie to watching it this movie it was just top gun in the dirt 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially like towards the end of the movie when everyone's, uh, or at least, you know, Gunny is at a party with a bunch of other Marines in their dress blues. And that's when they get the notification of like, okay, you know, you're going to war. And the third act starts with, you know, everyone going, getting suited up and, and going off yeah. to battle. And yeah. it's like, this is just Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I is. love Top Gun. So that yeah. I'm not, not putting, I'm not putting this movie down by. Yeah. Top Gun's actually, it's, it's an easy movie to, to make fun of in retrospect, you know, looking back, but it's also a fun movie. I was all watching anytime it's on. Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't remember what year Top Gun came out. 86, I think, or maybe 88. Well, we can look. Yeah, I can. Well, we're looking it up. Top Gun was a huge recruiting tool. Enormous recruit. Re- 86. Recruiting 86, yeah. See, it was a big year for movies. I'm wondering, too, if this was kind of like they knew. like So So the Navy helped out with that movie, and it was a huge recruiting thing, right? Yeah. And and it, for years, like well after that movie was gone, gone out of the theaters and still still caused people to join the Marine Corps. I mean, I'm sorry, the Navy. I've said that this movie has influ- was an influence in me much more than any other Marine Corps movie as to why I chose the Marine Corps to go serve. I, I want, they, originally, this was going to be an Army movie. Mm. A lot of the stuff that's in this movie makes more sense if it was Army. As far as Gunny Highway's character when he was in Heartbreak Ridge, he was, an Army, he was in the Army. Him and Chuzu switched services to the Marine Corps later in life. I read that, yeah. Yeah, and I and I, I had for a long time could not wasn't aware if that was an actual line of dialogue or if you're just supposed to kind of know that. And no, there is a line of dialogue in in the movie of Chuzu mentioning it to Jones, and it comes up later. And of course, I always say I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I highlight it when we get to it <laughs> because it, I had that question for such a long time. Also, too, a lot of the stuff that happened in Grenada in real life was done by uh, either an airborne or a ranger unit with the army. Mm. The Marines were there, but they, they didn't do some of the stuff that was portrayed. So the army said, no, we don't want this because of the language. And it's just, <laughs> they, they said, absolutely not. The Marines were all, they, their toys for tots was just starting out then. And they were like, this is going to be great. We can cross promote Toys for Tots. And I do wonder if it was maybe an idea for recruiting the same way Navy was doing Top Gun. Oh, it's always an idea for recruiting. Oh, of course. That being said, once they saw the finished product, they went, uh, we can't. No. <laughs> the language is not appropriate. We can't do Toys for Tots in this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kind of curious, too, like what kind of... Uh, PR idiot from the Marine Corps, because I hate to say it, but that they were an idiot, would sign off on this as a Clint Eastwood movie uh, to get filmed and be like, oh yeah, yeah, we can just we can just turn this into something where we can get toys for children, <laughs> where it's it's a Clint Eastwood movie, like it's a war movie with Clint Eastwood in it. <laughs> well, you know, if you watch some of his older movies though, like there's not the language isn't near what it is in this movie so i do wonder but you you would think they read the script unless they're just ad-libbing ad-libbing all the you know the colorful metaphors if you will yeah every time i see uh gunny pull the the rifle out of uh profile's hands i expect him to hit him in the gut yeah. with, the, with the butt of the rifle yeah you try to kill me you eat yeah. <laughs> that was one of my kind of other observations about that whole little bit 
was Gunny partly to blame for the weapon going off like that? I had the same kind of note. I, I mean, obviously, first and foremost, profile is responsible. You're supposed to keep that weapon face downrange at all times. Yep. Right? So, like, even if you have to get up, you're supposed to lay your weapon against those benches and all that. But, well, actually, the bench is a little far back. But you're supposed to lay it down, downrange, whatever. Yep. So, again, we already talked about the safety violations of personal safety you're supposed to do with handling any weapon. He, did, he, he failed there. Yep. And I, I will say, too, lack of range officers, they should have been like, dude, what are you doing? Turn around. Boom, boom, boom. So that's that, that's where that lies. But Gunny grabbing the weapon, it seems like Profile had it kind of in the air. Yeah. And then Gunny kind of grabs it up and then puts it back down. It makes me think that he <laughs> Profile might have not have fired the weapon if he hadn't grabbed it. I think if, if Gunny had grabbed it and kept it pointed up, like that seems like in that situation, which shouldn't have happened, you know, the seems like the appropriate response would have been grab the kind of the, the barrel and keep it pointed at least in the air until you can get this numbskull to get it yeah. pointed down range where it should be. But yeah, the, the pulling it down back to kind of level ground, that, that seems like that part is on uh, Gunny. Yeah, I, I totally see that. It, and it, it almost seemed like a bit of an overreaction on his part. Well, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, I, I know. I mean, but again, it, 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 I thought the same thing. Like, if he had kept it upright and took yeah. it from him, it may not have fired. And if it, I mean, you never want to fire a weapon up into the air because those bullets yeah. have to come back down. At some but point, yeah. <laughs> it was, fire, it, it almost hit Major Powers, Sergeant Major Chuzu. Yeah. Um, let's see. Half the oh, guys. Is Chuzu are, there too? Yeah, he's he's okay. there with Webster. He's between uh, Webster is uh, between him and Major Power. Okay, and you see a couple guys uh, of the other Marines of First Platoon rolling out of the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and if you notice, the, like it with the uh, with the headphones on, you hear a lot of asshole and what the <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of the peanut gallery got yeah. yelling. <laughs> I I feel too like if there was proper range training there, like like he could have gotten his ass shot. Like, yeah. like there was a, a range officer might've shot his ass if he <laughs> direction. But, um, clearly Gunny knew that there was a problem. And so did profile major powers look pissed. He, he put his, he took his hat up on his head. Like he was like Gomer pile or something. Just like <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I like this punishment that comes with it. Yeah. He's doing the, he's got the, what the, the rifle over his head, and he's got to, as the platoons are marching back, they're running around. He's running around the platoon, uh, at least recon platoon anyways. They don't make it too far, and he looks tired already. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, and they're, they're marching at a decent pace. It's not, so, so Profile really has to, to do some running to get around them. Yeah. Webster, of course, kind of comes up and tries to you turn know, the screws <laughs> yeah give it to gunny a little just a little bit more that he's the major powers are going to teach you how to discipline your men <laughs> <laughs> which we get that other uh other one-liner from gunny if you yeah. know webster if <laughs> if powers ever came to a sudden halt your face would go halfway up his ass <laughs> i love that line that was that was great uh, webster was a weird character because like 
I feel like he's he's just there sometimes, and when he is there, you don't know what to make of him, and then suddenly he's like he is Power's right hand man, and he's later on trying to get Gunny in trouble, and it's like I never knew what to make of this guy, and then suddenly he's he's just there trying to cause trouble, but like nothing really comes of it. Yeah, he's just um, a kiss ass, and he's not very yeah. good. He's just he's a kiss ass instigator who's not very good at the instigation part. Yeah. He, right, he's always coming in like he's gonna get get one on Gunny, and then Gunny always gives him such a like a like an insult that he has no comeback for, and he always he's looks like, like oh shit, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a weird character. I I was comparing him to the he's like the assistant to the regional manager, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's also like he's the actor is fifty seven years old mm. and he's playing a staff sergeant, so he's way older than he should be. Okay. <laughs> Most staff sergeants are not, you know, most, most Marines are not going to be 57 years old. In fact, we were even saying Clint Eastwood is a little bit too old to be playing the role he's playing. Okay. We, we kind of gave it a mulligan or not a mulligan. We kind of explained it away with the fact that he's a medal of honor winner and the fact that he, um, I think he was in the service, got out for a few years and came back in that gap there a lot, uh, accounted for the, uh, his, his advanced age for a gunnery mm-hmm. sergeant. Not to mention, they're probably not going to force a Medal of Honor winner to retire. Also, he probably had gotten busted down in rank at one point for mm. all his insubordination. So he should have been a, <laughs> he should have been a staff sergeant. I mean, a sergeant major, just like Chuzu. Okay, but he, with his age and his accolades, yeah. it's just that he 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 definitely got out for a little while, and he also had trouble with some limp dicks Authority. as you put it yeah <laughs> was there anything else that i anything else you guys have for this minute no no i'm good the only other thing i forgot to mention that i had in my notes was back when gunny and stitch were going back to you know when he gave him till uh, 1900 hours to get the kevlar he said yes sir gunny gunny highway sergeant sir mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah which makes it sound like he's a cop because he called him a like, <laughs> like yeah a highway sergeant. <laughs> yeah. Well, first off, you don't call the gunny sir, which I obviously he was being facetious. He's just sure. messing with him. But the fact that he called him gunny highway sergeant, <laughs> yeah, like he got it all messed up. But other than that, I want to go ahead and finish up the minute, and we'll um, come back and find out what happens to profile. All right. Actually, before we go, I should have done this last minute. Travis, do you want to plug any of your podcasts or where people can find you? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I did a movies by minute project. Um, it's it's now been completed. Um, I was co-host of Watchmen Minute, where we did all 186 minutes of Zack Snyder's director's cut of Watchmen. Oh, cool. You can find that everywhere. Just search Watchmen Minute. And then we also did the uh, an episode by episode look at the hbo uh series so that's uh that's one place you can find me i'll save my other plug for uh maybe tomorrow sounds like a plan thanks everybody come back uh on friday for minute number 51 where we wrap up the profile trilogy perry my podcasting abilities jam
Say what? Jones is talking. Jones is talking. Yeah. Jones is talking. Say what? Well, Perry, I'm going to teach you how to be. Uh... <laughs> 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 Actually, I got. Um, come on. Come on. Oh, I don't know. I lost it. <laughs> This happens every time, too. I'm like, as I try to come up with some clever line of dialogue, you would think I would actually write it down before we end it. Yeah. uh, I never do. It's all right, man. It's okay, brother. Okay. Do you need a hug? No. (laughs) Um, Anyways. Okay. Well, um, (laughs) I Perry, my podcasting abilities, man. <laughs> All right. And it went off in everybody's face. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's ear, and now they're tuning out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Come back uh, on Friday for minute number 51, where we wrap up the uh, trilogy, the profile trilogy. Later. Okay. <laughs> God damn. You're putting me out of my misery. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right.